0: your on the mark podcast is loading now the on the mark podcast is sponsored by the sunbury motor company family-owned dealership since 1915 fourth street in sunbury and sunbury motors kia on routes 11 and 15 hummel's wharf
1: morning. Ah, there we go. Very glad to see everybody. Um, Thank you for joining us. A little bit of a technical glitch. Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> <I'm
0: fine>. uh, <laughs> well, the, uh, your ship came in. Yeah, was I was going to say. Uh, right a right loud, the longest river? non-navigable river, but not this morning. Uh, yes, okay. Yes, well, yes, Sometimes the best
1: laid plans. Okay, well, one thing's a certainty. We asked for and received an opportunity mm. to talk to Russ Redding, the state agriculture secretary from Pennsylvania. He's going to be overseeing another state farm show. He's had eight years to do this, and so he. I think he's got it down by now, and he's on the line with us now as we do Financial Friday, so agribusiness will be part of our focus. Secretary Redding, thank you so much for calling in.
2: Hey, good morning to you, and uh, happy New Year, happy
1: Farm Show. Thank you so much. Yeah, we do hope to see you. I can't wait to try out the brand-new milkshake down there. What what are you smirking? Well, the
3: milkshake, but, uh, Mr. Secretary, I hope you brought this weather to the Farm Show because it's uh, notable that uh, Pennsylvania Farm Show Week brings winter to Pennsylvania. Usually snow.
2: Yeah, it, it's, uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's welcomed by all. When you, when you get a 60 degree day for the start of farm show, you know, you're talking about butter and you feel like you ought to be talking about ice cream, but, uh, uh it's good.
1: As long as you are slogging through snow or ice outside the farm show, it is normal there, and I know that it's probably pretty muddy down there. So, all right, well, let's dig into this. Rooted in progress, great theme this year because of a monitor the goings on associated with the farm industry, agriculture industry, and business throughout the year. So, rooted in progress, uh, making reference, of course, to uh, uh, our roots, but at the same time, tremendous technology and progress in the farming industry. Dig into that a little bit for us, if you would, Secretary.
2: Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great theme. Captures eight years. Captures the agricultural economy. To be honest, I mean, there's uh, you've got this dichotomy where you know we're rooted at the same time we're growing and progressing and, and finding that balance every day and navigating that is something we do we do well. We have to do it, but it it shows uh, it shows up in our landscapes and in our communities and uh, we're really proud of the theme. But we're also proud of this industry that feeds and sustains much of Pennsylvania's economy.
1: And when we talk about uh, technology or progress, what are we talking about on farms? Uh, what uh, sort of give us some examples, and they'll literally be on display at the farm show.
2: Yeah, I, I think there's there's sort of two uh, two parts of this. One is the sort of things you can see, right? It's the tangible. Uh, it's the technology that's embedded in in equipment, the, the combine, the tractor. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's the drones that we use It's the data systems that we use to make decisions The intangible uh, equally is important because it's about the genetics right? It's about livestock genetics It's about the conservation practices that we made. It's the genetics inside our seeds that are allowing us You know, to grow the crops and variety and diversity And, and yields that we're seeing So we try to capture that uh, in the farm show And you'll see it in different displays But again, it's two parts the tangible and the intangible, but
1: both important. And when we talk about bringing agriculture products uh, to people, uh, what are we talking about these days? For a long time we were just talking about farms getting larger consolidation and uh, larger farms being more efficient, automatic milkers. I've been lucky enough to see some robotic milkers in my life. So but now csa's more popular farm markets more popular uh home um, either home or small commercial breweries for beer more popular explain the progress in those areas
2: yeah it's it's a great setup because i think the uh this was all playing out pre-covid and i think covid just simply you know blew this all open where people want to know who's feeding them uh there's a lot of diversification occurring on the farms there's Pennsylvania's number two in direct farm sales you know that's the farm markets it's the breweries it's you know all of that activity uh, but that's part of you know the progress and I think uh, it's both recognizing you know what what families need to do to diversify uh, income uh, to bring in new generations but it's also a direct response to what consumers say they want right they want to know the local agriculture food system and, and who's feeding them. And I think that's a great opportunity for us. Our challenge becomes broadband, right? You've got to have a way to connect if it's not a physical stop. But all of that's on the, on the, on the horizon here as we look forward this year.
0: Secretary Redding, it's Bob Garrett from the Chamber of Commerce. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, and I'll, I'll be at the with my entire family. We'll be at the Farm Show tonight for uh, to try out the food court, so, so we'll look for you there. Uh, but uh, my question uh, today is Financial Friday on the mark. Uh, so, and I don't know if you caught it, but uh, the economic breaking economic news was uh, 223,000 jobs, which is right where we thought it was going to be uh, nationally. That is, as well as the unemployment rate. Actually, dropping the federal, the national unemployment rate, dropping to 3.5 percent. Can you take us for a, a bit of a walk uh, down the road here on the the ag economy in Pennsylvania? Its importance to the uh, the state. We all know it as a foundational industry. Uh, but uh, give us some of those statistics if you have them at your fingertips.
2: Yeah. So uh, agriculture in Pennsylvania, uh, you know, is a really important in so many ways. Certainly from an economic standpoint, you know, we have confirmation through a study that we did with the Temple Fox School of Business uh, initially in 18 and updated in 21. You know, agriculture and PA is 18% of the gross state product of our state. Uh, it is inclusive to be forest products and food systems and processing and production. Uh, it's 590,000 jobs in the state. Half of those direct, the other half indirect. Uh, but $132 billion every single year is activity as a result of uh, agriculture and agribusiness. And so it's, it's significant in so many ways. Uh, so we're proud of that. Uh, to your to your point, uh, we're also not immune to and from all of these sort of global pressures and issues of inflation, and that has a direct bearing on what happens in the state, what gets produced, who gets hired, where the progress is. And uh, so we're very sensitive to that. And as we look forward to 23, like a lot of business and sectors. We're watching that very closely.
0: My next question, uh, Mr. Secretary, will be uh, uh, sort of, I'm asking for coaching here. Um, We have a unique opportunity tomorrow. Uh, We'll be uh, back to the Farm Show with our Ag Committee, our Governmental Affairs Committee, some of our folks from Leadership Susquehanna Valley, and we've been invited Mm -hmm. by Congressman G.T. Thompson uh, to uh, talk to him about the sort of things we'd like to have, like to see in the federal ag bill that'll be coming up uh, in this session of Congress once it gets started. Um, and, uh, and I know that Pennsylvania is somewhat unique in that uh, we, ha- we have our own Pennsylvania-specific ag bill. What are the kinds of things that you would encourage the average person who uh, may not live on a farm, but they certainly eat the products off of a farm? What are the sort of things that, uh, given an opportunity to speak to our congressman, you would encourage us to say uh, to him tomorrow and, uh, and other times we get to, to speak with Congressman G.T. Thompson.
2: Yeah, Bob, thank you. And I'm glad uh, to hear that the uh, leadership of Susquehanna Valley is coming down um, and, and participating in that. You know, it's the first time that Pennsylvania has had a chair of the House Act Committee since the Civil War. Uh, so it's an important moment for us to have some leadership there, and I think G.T. Thompson is the right guy to do that. Uh, several things I would say. One is I've often felt that the farm bill is mistitled. You know, it really ought to be a food bill, uh, because at the end of the day, it's about what we produce as a result of our federal policies You know, that both preserve and protect our resources, but also how do we provide food and food security. Uh, so making sure that uh, uh, two things, one, that there's always a connection between the farm level policies for production and our food safety and food security policies that are both in the Farm Bill, but keep them connected. And two is, uh, I think, again, as, as we look forward, what we've learned from the PA Farm Bill is you, you, you know, agriculture is zip code neutral. There are things happening in metropolitan areas uh, in, in in our state and across the nation that are equally as important as what happens on the open land, and, and making sure we recognize that. Um, And finally, just uh, to say that that we ought to be focused on technology and innovation, keep investing, keep the research, uh, keep developing that piece through our federal policies is important.
1: Well, thank you so much for your time. Back to Mark Lawrence here. Do you know if you'll be on as Secretary of Agriculture in the years ahead? Uh,
2: I I can't tell you. Uh, (laughs) a lot lot of conversations occurring. Uh, but uh, if it's not here, I will be uh, deeply involved in agriculture and PA somewhere. But thank you.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Okay, well, we've appreciated your availability throughout the year, so thank you for that. And thanks for all you're doing uh, for agriculture. And uh, you're going to be in 1,000 and uh, photographs in the weeks ahead. <laughs> so uh, enjoy, and thank you so much for your time, Secretary Redding.
2: Yeah, pleasure. Thank you.
1: Much appreciated. Uh, Pennsylvania Agriculture Secretary Russell Redding on the line, as uh, Bob has been so kind to arrange over the past couple of months and years, and uh, over the years uh, during his tenure. Maybe he'll stay on, Uh, certainly seems to be
0: on top of things, so I would certainly understand if he were. You know, I've I've been through a couple of transitions, as you know, uh, gubernatorial transitions, um, and um, and you know that's a—it's one of those questions where you just don't know uh, when you're sitting in those rarefied airs. For me, air um, for me, it was at PennDOT for Russ Redding. It's at the Department of Agriculture. Uh, you just you know you try to be a good soldier. You try to uh, do the best you can for the people of Pennsylvania and to serve the governor, whoever he or she may be, uh, uh, to the best of your yeah. ability. And Russ is certainly a good example of a person who is really uh, way. Above the, the politics yeah, of, he has of a, Harrisburg. Better than
3: average chance because we're going from party to party, not switching parties. Yeah, so I he's going so. from yeah. a Democratic administration to a Democratic yeah. administration, and he is a uh, solid, solid agribusiness promoter, meaning that he understands Pennsylvania, understands agribusiness. Mark the uh, information you have there. He's uh, listed as the number one influencer of uh, agribusiness in Pennsylvania. Second, G.T. Thompson. And if you get into that, Mark, which I know you'll probably read tonight, you'll see number 95th is a gentleman uh, from our area named Jonathan Wise, promoting agribusiness of Pennsylvania. All right, we're
1: going to take a quick break when we come back. Uh, Congressman G.T. Thompson, scheduled to be on the line this morning. So we'll be Number talking. two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be talking. We're going one to two here on WKOK. Okay, we'll be right back. Congressman Thompson, thank you so much for calling right back. We appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure. <laughs> Very much appreciated. Okay, well, we're going to start out with the stalemate. I want to ask you about this House Speaker debacle down there. We know that you are supporting uh, Congressman McCarthy, so uh, that's uh, undoubtedly unwavering. But just your objective viewpoint, uh, As you speak to constituents, what do you tell them what's happening down there? Is this uh, chaos, or just uh, this is what democracy sausage-making looks like sometimes?
4: Well, it is what democracy uh, in a constitutional republic, uh, where, you know, we have uh, rules that we we set, uh, that the sausage-making, having uh, obviously grown up in a rural area, sausage-making is not the most pleasant thing to watch. But the fruits that are yielded at the end of the day are delicious. So uh, we're uh we're you know, we're getting this done. Um you know it uh you know uh, Kevin there there are no alternatives. Uh, you see that by the twenty individuals. They I mean they're they're shopping for a candidate. They uh they'll nominate somebody and then throw them under the bus the next time around. So uh which shows you there's no real plan here. You know, we have been able to use this uh uh, what I think is unfortunate, and the unfortunate part of it is we we've really burned three legislative days. I mean, I was so looking forward to voting on Tuesday night to repeal the 87,000 uh, IRS agents. Um, so I'm hopeful today when we reconvene at noon, you know, discussions have been ongoing. Um, you know, I think that a lot of the provisions that have been put forward. Really, um, the ones that look like are going to be adopted didn't really come from this group. They originated with others, such as myself um and so if we can wind up with a speaker and a great rules package today then we can start to do our our uh, start to do the people's business there
5: you go
0: G.T., this is Bob Garrett, uh, the President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. It's a real pleasure uh, to speak with you. And, and, you know, as you were responding to Mark's question there, I was thinking about um, how much of a pleasure it is for us uh, to have you as our Congressman, a very cool hand, a person who's uh, strategic and, and thinking about what is the very best uh, for our area. Uh, and we really appreciate uh, you representing us in Congress. But now that I've said that, let me uh, let me Ask you. Uh, uh, let me get into the real, the meat of the issue. Is uh, we're hoping to be with you tomorrow at the uh, Pennsylvania Farm Show, uh, bringing down some folks from our AG committee, some folks from our Governmental Affairs Committee, and a few folks from our Leadership Susquehanna Valley uh, to uh, listen into your session. And and Ben and I had the opportunity recently to meet uh, to to listen in uh, when you met out uh, with a uh, just a packed room uh, full of folks out in Middleburg, and I, it. Really Really felt like a Norman Rockwell moment. I thought uh, Ben uh, in front of the Coliseum. see the, uh, yeah right right in front of the uh, painting of the Coliseum. But the uh, that Ben he can never let me stay serious too long here, Congressman. But the uh, but I, I guess my question is is what are you looking for uh, as you go around the state and listen to folks uh, on their um, uh, on their input uh, on the upcoming uh, federal farm bill
4: well looking for their voices uh Bob. and by the way thank you for your leadership uh, you've been a, a force for good and very much appreciated with with your leadership um yeah i'm i'm looking to bring the voices uh from uh from the keystone state uh specifically this weekend uh back to washington to uh so that i can put those voices at the table for the next farm bill the farm bill is a piece of legislation we do once every 5 years uh, it um, and, and it certainly is important for those hardworking families, farm, ranch, forestry families, processors. You know, um, you know that provide uh, things that are essential for us. Things that, are, that Pennsylvania families and American families rely on multiple times a day. But but uh, the farm bill is actually more than that. Uh, it is uh, rural economic development. It is rural broadband, rural utilities. It gets into in some small ways uh, it impacts uh, rural education uh, impacts uh, rural health care uh, there there's just so much there uh, you know it's uh, uh, agriculture can be defined by three words science technology and innovation and this this farm bill will help us determine what we uh, you know uh, where what's over the horizon in terms of how do, how do we make sure that we have available the food, the fiber, the building materials, and the energy resources that those families need. So I'm really excited about this. Uh, we uh, we obviously got to have to get some business done here today in Washington. I'm somewhat optimistic that we can uh, achieve that. And then, uh, yeah, it's a strong bipartisan group, uh, and they come from the east, the west, the north, and the south, and, and going to be joining me. Um, uh, and so that's uh, that listening session is from 1 to 3, uh, tomorrow at the farm show complex we'll be up in the dining room area uh, it's going to be a great venue we welcome everyone that wants to join us and then uh, and then throughout different parts of the day I'm going to be uh, helping lead uh, lead these members as we graze the food court and check out all the vendors
3: uh, GT Ben Reichler here good to hear you always good to see you maybe get a chance to see you tomorrow a question on the Farm Bill and, and being around the country on, on different things, agribusiness is so diverse, and you just talked about, you know, what goes on out west, what goes on in Midwest, south, now here in the Northeast, and having you uh, chairman is, is, I think, key for Pennsylvania agribusiness, but you talked about technology, but one of the things is, is there still room today to protect or to make efficiencies for the family farmer, particularly here in Pennsylvania, the dairy farmer?
4: Uh, absolutely. Uh, and uh, this is, I, you know, I hit uh, around with this, but actually I'm kind of serious. So through my vein runs milk and sawdust in it. You know, <laughs> a long line of dairy farmers. And it's Pennsylvania, we have more trees today than, than what we had when William Penn got the charter. And, and the forest products industry, I was just on a meeting with Matt Gobbler, who was one of our leaders today, a former state representative, uh, uh, helps to lead the forest product industry. We uh, uh, It's such an important part. Uh, but, yeah, for our dairy farmers in particular, have hit some hard times. Uh, I'll be completely partisan in this statement. It was the, the Democrats back in 2010 demonized milk fat uh, for our public schools, and uh, they didn't allow flavor and, and whole milk. Um, i I think some of them actually uh, that agreed to that probably thought that whole milk meant hundred percent milk fat. They had no idea that we were talking literally you know three three and a half percent milk fat uh makes up whole milk and and the whole milk is where the nutrition is and it's where the flavor is and and one of the things that contribute to hurting our our dairy farmers is we lost an entire almost an entire generation of milk drinkers and um, and that needs to be fixed i I can't fix that in the Agriculture Committee, but I am a senior member on Education and Workforce Committee, and uh, my whole milk for healthy kids has made, been making great gains. And I um, and I think we can uh, get that passed out of the House here in the 118th Congress. Uh, but we need to, uh, you know. Bottom line is Ben, we you know we need to make farming profitable again, um, and that means uh, restoring markets like whole milk for healthy kids would do. Uh, encouraging innovation of new dairy products, uh, but it's also about those economic headwinds. We we gotta we have to reduce this inflation. We have to do things to increase our domestic supply of diesel fuel. We have to increase. We need more American-based manufacturing of fertilizer. Uh, we have to get the Biden administration out of the way. You know they just most uh, with with the threats that they're making. You know they just just within the past. Uh, Ten days they reintroduce waters of the u s uh, single private property taking history of our country and it'll be a huge economic impact uh, and a permitting nightmare uh, if if not defeated um, so there's a lot that we can do, but if I had to sum it up if we were accomplish uh, even a, a, a partial number of that uh, list I shared, we will move towards making farming profitable again, and, uh, and quite frankly, that is a cure for a lot of the ills that our farmers are dealing with.
3: Yeah, and certainly, G.T., that waterworks, knowing a little bit about that from, from <laughs> our industry, knowing that waterworks side of it, that is really confusing when you get into farming, and when you get into energy development, but one of the things I agree with you, um, milk is 97% fat-free, so, um, you know, 2%, 1%, but, you know, the 3%'s there. All right, got to stop you there, Bob. Uh, Congressman, we'll give you an open mic Anything
1: else to add? Anything else to talk about agriculture? We've seen you around the world studying agriculture and, of course, all over the U.S. Future U.S. Agriculture Committee Chairman is what we have listed on our website. So uh, anything else to add on this topic, please?
4: Well, just uh, invite everyone out to the farm show. And I've, uh, I've been out touring farms in, in Snyder County, Union County, in the area, Susquehanna region. And I look forward to, to doing more of that. That's where uh, uh, to be able to see and to hear directly from the folks who uh, provide so much for us, uh, That's I call that uh, homegrown solutions. And I, I look forward to uh, continuing uh, to, uh, uh, to be a part of the communities I serve. I'm very appreciative of uh, uh, the folks in the region for, uh, uh, in, in, you know, uh, putting their trust in me uh, with this most recent election. And I will continue to work to earn that each and every day.
1: Well, thank you so much uh, for your help and your information and all your contact. You have an open mic here anytime. Visit our studios up on Blue Hill across from Sunbury.
3: And bring some milk and sawdust with you, (laughs) Congressman.
1: Or some some of that milkshake from down there. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thanks for checking in.
4: All right.
1: Thanks so much. God bless. Thank you. you. U.S. Congressman uh, G.T. Thompson on the Newsline 15th District. We're mm-hmm. going to join CBS News. Already in progress, this is WKOK Sunbury.
0: News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email on the Mark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley.
1: Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show. On The Mark, I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar performer, if there ever was one. And Excellent on the
3: golf course. Uh,
1: yeah, subpar. That's, that's where I got the name from. I used to be a caddy. <laughs> and I golfed a little bit, too. That was significantly over par. But subpar, uh, as uh, portraying a liberal here, I badly portray <laughs> a good liberal. I hope I'm trying to portray a good liberal. Uh, ben Reichley is the real deal. He's a conservative Republican committee person in business man. And Bob Garrett still with us, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. No discernible,
0: discernible
3: political lean that I've detected in your public activity. Radical gonna, moderate. Radical. No, moderate. no we're going to okay. ask him. Uh, it's going to be vanilla, chocolate, or orange cream, Bob. I, I mean, when you go to the farm show, the food is front and center. I mean, there is great technology, there's all these um, shows going on, mm-hmm. horses, Mark, but When you get a milkshake. Competition. The the milkshake
0: is... uh, Peeps. And, 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 and like too. a good Chester County native, what did I tell you earlier when you asked me? I said, I'm going to have the mushroom burger. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that where you're from, Chester County? That's where I grew That's up, good yeah. For you. Yeah. All right,
1: well, we uh, we never did get a chance to really talk about our jobless figures that are out here. 223,000 jobs created, 3.5%. The new jobless rate, we'll start.
0: Uh, with yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the 223,000 mark is right about where we thought it was going to be. We expect a continued slowdown. Mm-hmm. You know, the feds have been tapping. The break, tapping the brake, tapping the brake, tapping the brake, slam the brake once or twice. Uh, maybe one more tap or two and then uh, we'll have this inflation under control. Will it move us into a recession or a recessionary times? Well, as you heard, two-thirds or 64%, not quite uh, two-thirds of the economists believe that we are going into a recession. You know, given you know we're out in the field right now with our member mm-hmm. survey and what they're telling us, their big concerns. Uh, I don't want to use the word recession, recession, but a bit of a slowdown, a little bit of bringing the temperature down uh, to control inflation would probably be a good thing for business uh, right now. Um, It doesn't appear as if the interest rates have slowed down. Um, I was talking to realtors yesterday. Their vacancies or the number of houses that are available for sale are still at record low numbers, and prices are staying where they were. Prices were probably going a little too high, uh, frankly. So, what we're seeing is is a, is a tamping down of the of the raging hot economy. Uh, but, you know, let's keep in mind, 3.5% unemployment, those, those are historically low numbers. Now, here locally, it's interesting to note that we still have three counties in the greater Susquehanna Valley that are not only below the state average, which is at its historic low number ever, but also below that very, very low national average. The national average is 3.5% in Montour County for example, it's 3%. In Union and Snyder, they're matched at 3.3%. So they're actually below the national unemployment rate. Uh, The other uh, statistic that you didn't hear in the news was our participation rate Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I think Mark used the best term I've ever heard about it. It's bumping along the bottom, but it is up slightly. So, uh, when the unemployment goes down and participation goes up, uh that you, you know take a victory r- lap. Uh that that's good news. So, um and just to <laughs> sort of sum up uh, the first half hour, uh, we were we've mentioned this before. We have in front of us the uh, Pennsylvania list of power 100 um, members of uh the people that are most powerful uh, in the ag community, and you heard from number one, Secretary Russ Redding, number two, uh, Congressman G.T. Thompson. Uh, so uh, also on those lists are some other local folks um, well-known to us. Go ahead, Ben. Gene number 25? 25, 25 and, mm, Jonathan and Jonathan Wise. wise and You might say, well, Jonathan Wise, he doesn't have a farm, does he? And uh, <laughs> he uh, n- does. But he has Wise <laughs> Markets, and that's the critical link of taking you know the Wise Pure Foods, the whole idea of local that's farms. a pretty big farm so Supporting, market. yeah, it's a pretty big farm market that they have uh, at uh, Wise Market, so that makes perfect sense, and uh, and we're thrilled, uh, we're thrilled to have a good relationship with Russ. We have our Congressman mm-hmm. G T Thompson, we have a local uh, a local grocer who's made a commitment to locally grown agricultural products. Dr. Salt Roush
1: G. from Penn State, head of agriculture, and as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. he's in charge of the creamery ice cream, but he does other stuff too. Yeah.
0: well, peachy paterno is far better than <laughs> the orange cream. <laughs> we have yeah. our
1: priorities. Uh,
0: so, so anyhow, it's it, this is uh, it's been a good morning. Um, I guess uh, you'd like for me to just talk a little bit about what's coming up at the chamber. the yeah. uh, significant oh. inflation,
3: supply chain issue, dairy issues. Yeah, but one of the things though Mark, what's, what's the chamber doing? Mm-hmm. We're talking about though, Bobby <laughs> mentioned about. Um, scenarios. Look at the segments of the 223 and look at the breakdown. And they talked about increases in hospitality. But I I look at the construction side of it. The the construction industry is getting beaten up here. And when they're saying, I mean, permits are slowing down. Mm -hmm. You talked about real estate. Mortgage rates are up. So what's what's coming into the pipeline to keep this 200 to 300 plus jobs? And we see what the rates are. We see the problems with permitting. GT just talked about it. Uh, People don't realize the Biden administration just has convoluted, chaotically mixed up what waterways are. I mean, a pond on your farm, you cannot cultivate that, Mar- or uh, Bob, because that is standing water. Right. Well, standing water sometimes is because you moved some dirt over on your farm to do some things, or you built something. So look at the feds, look at the regulations, look what they're passing to Pennsylvania and DEP, but the breakdown on these segments are are quite interesting. Hospitality and leisure are up, so people are spending some money. Are they spending COVID money? Look at the COVID money that's been stashed away by these municipalities or hopefully school districts or boroughs. So what in the pipeline is going to keep these jobs at 200000 plus? I'm not sure, but coming out of the Biden administration, Uh, Spin, spin, spin has to stop because we're going down,
0: down, down. Yeah, and I'm going to take your comments and, and uh, Mark's invitation to say, well, so what's the Chamber uh, doing all about this? One of the things is, and you heard the invitation from, uh, from actually both from Russ Redding and from G.T. Thompson, tomorrow we're going to have a pretty good-sized contingent uh, down at the Farm Show, and we're going to be presenting our viewpoints uh, on what needs to be in that. Uh, didn't you love that, uh, what, the, what Secretary Redding said, the, the federal food bill? Because this is really what this is about. Yeah, it's about agri uh, agriculture and ag business, but it's really about food. And we're going to be focused on three areas. Number one, we're going to talk about is uh, regulatory certainty, if you will. Um, what what we're looking for is that it, it feels like so many times, particularly for family farmers and, and folks in agriculture, it feels like they're on the field and the rules are changing all the time. We need to know what the rules are. Now, we don't agree with the waters of the, Uni- of the United States. We don't agree with what they've defined as an intermittent waterway, and we're going to continue to show them that that doesn't make sense with modern conservation practices. You're now telling me I can't do what I have to do to, to, to pr- protect the soil on my farm, and nobody cares more about uh, the soil on their farm or the, the the health of their animals than a farmer. The number two thing we're going to be talking about is the next generation, about the very importance of not only FFA and ag- VOAG in the schools, but the, the schools need need to not wash their hands, as, as GT was saying, they wash their hands of milk. They, they they have to continually, in their science courses, in their English courses, remind kids where their where dinner comes from. It doesn't come from the man who put it in a can. It comes from that farm right down the road. And then the other area we're going to f- talk about is the survival of small farms. Yes, big uh, big agriculture is important, but what's really, what will really get us through our food security issues that we even have here in the greater Susquehanna Valley, sadly, is small family farms, community supported agriculture, people being able to to know their farmer and understand where their food is coming from. Well, one of those, Bob, though, one of the things, broadband, rural broadband
3: does a number of things. Okay, agribusiness, yes. Small rural business, yes. Medical industry, yes. Education, yes. Rural broadband brings us here into the world, but also then allows for people to access the technology needed to run, I think GT talked about it, a profitable small farm, an efficient small business, an efficient co-op. So when we talk about, you know, and I always say with Todd Ekes, our friend Todd is in Harrisburg, broadband is infrastructure and i think that's a key you know, we talk about farm bill food bill whatever you want to call it but rural broadband brings a shot in the arm
0: quote unquote to our area yeah, absolutely. You uh, uh, without without good connectivity, innovation cannot happen. And you heard from both uh, Secretary Redding and from Congressman Thompson how important having that uh, that that access, uh, affordability, access and compatibility. That's what we're working on in very broadband. Much, and and as you know, we've been talking about we were talking about broadband before broadband was cool. Before it was hip. Yeah, before it was hip. Yeah, that's a go ahead and sing the song. I don't remember the we tune. Wearing you wearing belt on them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I was, yeah. Hey, a couple events coming up real quickly, uh, Mark, uh, and then I'll get out of your hair here. A couple things coming up next Wednesday uh, afternoon, early evening, uh, is our sweet endings and new beginnings. It's sort of our holiday party for chamber members. Now, you know, we, we say we have 5,700 members representing 53,000 employees. So if they all show up, the chamber headquarters is going to be really crowded. <laughs> uh, but if, uh, you know, 100 of year or so want to come by, uh, we want to say thank you to Art Thomas for uh, two great years mm-hmm. as our chairman, and welcome to uh, Amy Buner, our new chair, as well as Jeff Reber, our new vice chair. Um, so that's uh, that's from 4 to 7 next Wednesday. Uh, then um, then uh, uh, the next day, on Thursday the 12th, uh, we'll be having our virtual Lunch and Learn with our Women's Leadership uh, group. Uh, they have four individuals coming in. It'll be moderated by Angela Hummel, uh, but we have Colleen Snover from Service First, Dr. Rosemary. Mary Lemming from uh, Leeming, excuse me, from um, from Geisinger, uh, Janetta Reed from T. Ross, and Commissioner Kim Best will be uh, talking about uh, some of the women's leadership-type uh, issues. Then uh, coming up, uh, the big, big event that I want to tell you about will be in March, uh, will be our economic forecast with Anabar Basu. Oh uh, so uh, make sure you're tuned into that. Everything with the chamber uh, is available on our website, which is gs. G S V C C Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, gsvcc.org That economic summit is the same day as Mardi Gras, I hope. Yeah, that would be fun. On well, Mardi Gras, we do actually have an event. <laughs> it's a member orientation, uh, which I believe is February twenty second, or it might be the twenty first this year. Uh, but we do have a member orientation. I think but Mark is going to be the. Are you going to be the? King of the Mardi, K- Mardi K- king cake, cake baby, I'll king come out cake. of the cake. Mark He's Mark going Mark. to be the baby, little plastic oh baby. You can find me. There. There's, oh, right there. there's one right there. He's yeah. 10 years old. Uh, I hope
3: Wise Markets brings the king cake back. Oh, let's hope so, yeah. And the Mardi Gras. Thank you so much for all you're doing. I know
0: Always the chamber is just ridiculously
1: yeah. busy these days uh, with so many irons in the fire. But thank you for keeping that up.
0: Yeah, ag theme this month. Next month we'll we'll focus on heart. Uh, February is uh, National Heart okay. Month and healthcare. Uh, you know the other the other big big industry of the Greater Susquehanna yeah. Valley. Due to Valentine's Day. Uh, I mean, re- wear red for heart. Uh, yeah, okay. So uh, when we're here in February, it'll be wear, wear red for heart. I need Day. to become more sensitive in February. Well, and I remember Congressman Peterson coming on
1: this show and That's talking right. about health, rural health care. I didn't even know there was a difference, but he knew all about right. it. Well,
0: I think with uh, the events of uh, Sunday evening um, with the player on the field, we, we all understand cardiac issues. Uh, and they're not just the old guys like us. Uh, uh, we all have to take care of it tickers. Yeah, Congressman Peter, we have mm-hmm. on or about the same birthday, Peterson? for some strange reason, I remember that. Con- He's the you same, know same age as Peterson, me. that's interesting that you brought that name up, because his district was very, very similar to uh, GT's district, okay. uh, so, yep. Yeah, Congressman
1: days. Thompson's birthday is on or about the same as mine, so we're the same age. Oh, okay. so, Wow. Yeah, li-
3: little known fact, now you know. Well, are we supposed to put this down to make sure you got uh, a gift I, to him? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: only remember two things about people, and usually if I know when their birthday is, that's one of them, and that's that's all I remember about him, his first visit. Yeah, he was here, what, 15 years oh, ago? with
3: his dog. I mean, I've talked to him about his dog. He tells me how the dog passed away. His wife almost started crying, I felt. Oh, but now he, he it. was Mr. He Smith. It up. Goes to Washington back in the day right. with his Volvo station wagon and his dog back and forth to D.C. All
1: right. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WDK, OK, Sunbury. We thank Bob Garrett, Greater Sesame Valley Chamber of Commerce for coming in. We're going to do brief news headlines and open up the phones.
6: more than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, seven till four. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane, open seven till four Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory Train techs take care of Your oil change, tire alignments, brakes,
1: and inspections. Quick Lane six thirty to six Monday through Friday, Saturday six thirty till two. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North Fourth Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes eleven and fifteen in Hummel's Wharf. We take the Mm. 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 out of auto repair. All right, Bears repeating. Rob Centers, our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass. His uh, help and uh, hard work always appreciated. Took care of us on Sunrise this morning. Had a bunch of interviews there. And taking fabulous care of us uh, right now on On The Mark. Let's do brief news headlines, but we want to open up the show and tell the world that On The Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open. Call 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at OnTheMark. At www.kokid.com and text us at 70236. Want to comment on the debacle in Washington, D.C., or good democracy, whatever your observation is about that? We can also talk about uh, the uh, agriculture focus. We had Secretary Russ Redding here from Pennsylvania, and we also had Congressman G.T. Thompson, first time on the radio since he's been representing the 15th uh, district. I think the last time we talked to him was the 5th, and uh, that was, what, 10 years ago or so, we estimate.
3: Technically, he's not representing it yet. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, you've
1: got to be sworn in. Well, he's going to be Agriculture Chair Committee, uh, well, remember, committee chair, when it happens.
3: Before they're getting sworn in, there's a lot of people swearing at each other, but oh, uh, okay. we'll, we'll get over that.
1: All right. So, yeah, well, so you can comment on that if you wish. 1 800 795 9565. Email us at on the mark at com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. There are two child sexual crimes in the news to date. Daily item reports on the arrest of a Sunbury man facing criminal charges. 28-year-old Blaze Hommel facing rape, sexual assault, and indecent assault charges for an incident involving a 12-year-old girl. His bail set $250,000. Sunbury police investigated there. State police out with details on the arrest of 48-year-old Robert Cole of Milton. They say they searched his computer and found thousands of child sexual abuse material files or child porn. He's facing a thousand felony counts. A significant number of state, national, and local law enforcement agencies were involved in that arrest. WBRE interviewed the Columbia County coroner on uh, the latest in the shooting that happened at Geisinger on December 30th. They say that 48-year-old David Morgan of Mount Carmel was the ex-boyfriend and sole suspect in the shooting death of 49-year-old Vicki Wetzel of Berwick. Uh, They say she finished her shift in the parking lot, shot to death, and he crashed a half an hour later in his SUV. Uh, All of that thought to be connected no definitive uh, connections there yet. U.S. Senator Bob Casey announced uh, that he has an excellent prognosis for prostate cancer, will undergo surgery and treatment, uh, but says he has confidence in the medical care and unwavering support from his family. So we wish him the best there.
3: We certainly do. do. Good good man, interesting uh, political life. And uh, hopefully he can uh, get over that and be a positive down in
1: I hope there's Washington. A, a Senator Casey book someday. The unofficial kickoff to the 2023 Farm Show actually took place yesterday with the unveiling of 1,000 pounds of sculpted butter.
6: A couple from southeastern PA spent the last month shaping 1,000 pounds of butter into what's become one of the most popular attractions for the Farm Show. Diana Dibble of the American Dairy Association Northeast says this year's creation goes hand-in-hand hand with the theme rooted in progress.
5: The sculpture depicts several general Generations of a dairy farming family enjoying a moment together amid the backdrop of their family farm, celebrating how they work together to produce wholesome food for their community in a sustainable way.
6: On the topic of sustainability, once the farm show ends, the butter will be shipped to a farm in Juniata County to be converted into renewable energy. The 107 Pennsylvania Farm Show officially begins on Saturday. I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK.
1: A P reporting former Philadelphia election official who was t- has told of enduring death threats for defending the city's 2020 vote counting against former President Donald Trump's lies will be nominated for the top election spot in the Shapiro administration. Al Schmidt's coming nomination to be Secretary of State was announced Thursday by Shapiro. We have lots more details about that. Some folks wondered how they caught that fellow in the Poconos that's charged with the Idaho murders. They opened the affidavit yesterday, not the least of which they found his, uh, the uh, suspect, Kohlberger's, DNA on a knife sheath that was found in the murder scene or at the murder scene. Mm -hmm. Somebody fitting Kohlberger's description was also seen by the roommate, one of the roommates who survived. Uh, His name popped up on a search for vehicles of the right type that were seen in that area. This white uh, Vehicle that had been used in a cross country trip. And when they checked his cell phone, they found that it was off during the times of the murder, so that the uh, uh, phone's location, of course, couldn't (coughs) be tracked at that moment, which made him suspicious. And then they did more.
3: Fascinating scenario when you talk about forensic information. Uh, Gut wrenching to me personally, and to those who might have uh, young folks in college. (laughs) Just Mm -hmm. uh, tragic.
1: Right when you see all these kids jammed, in. well, when I saw that home sort of architecturally significant on the edge of a hill with comparable ones right beside it, jammed with uh, half a dozen students living in the same house, I thought, well, there is Penn State for me. That's oh, right it's, there,
3: uh, Mark. Uh, we all knew there was uh, places. I mean, I have been to Pullman, I have been to Moscow. I, th- it's nine miles. I mean, you go across the state line uh, doing some work in Pullman, where Washington State is, and uh, we, you know, we drove over to Moscow that evening for dinner. There, you know. It's co-eds, you know, people all around, a, a great little city or town, uh, Moscow, Idaho, but, uh, you know, Mark, we, we know the that building, we know those houses, we know those apartments, uh, and just, uh, like I said, gut-wrenching as a, if you're a parent with college-age students and you think about this, couldn't, couldn't imagine it, but what they did out there forensically, it'll be very interesting to see what happens in the future, but how they kept this, especially over the holiday season, under wraps, Parents Mm -hmm. were getting frustrated. People were getting frustrated. Hiding in the woods. Yeah, very, uh, you know, hats off to them, but unfortunately, very tragic. All right. Finally,
1: uh, what's up? You remember United Airlines not part of the big meltdown that Southwest enjoyed, but guess what? A passenger proves that if you tell somebody where their lost luggage is, you better be careful. They might actually know. This woman who lives in Washington, D.C., put an Apple AirTag on her checked bag, and when it didn't show up at the airport, she started tracking it, only to locate it to the back of an apartment building in D.C. When she drove out to get it, it was gone she found piles of other luggage there. The tracker then showed it making a, mu- a bunch of random trips to a McDonald's, and then to a shopping mall. Eventually she connected with the courier service United uses and got her bag back, which had spent the weekend in an individual's trunk. And she's tweeting about mm-hmm. this the whole time, so she's showing the map around Washington. You can see this. It, it's going all yeah. over. Well, the guy's running errands <laughs> and he has her trunk, or her uh, luggage in her trunk, in his trunk. United apologized, blamed the carrier, and gave her 10,000 miles which is about 120 bucks for a trouble
3: Um, you know what uh, it's hard to get good help it's sometimes even harder to get good subcontractors
1: Apple AirTags I have one on my car keys right now so yeah yeah. oh they're they're lifesavers it's just crazy it's like a homing device for your uh, keys and stuff your
3: vehicle you have Keys for your cars? Well, you it's had a vehicle It's oh, a five okay.
1: yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> but I'm quite capable of losing it, key or no key. Stan, thank uh, you for waiting through all that frivolity and uh, conversation. Thank you so much for always being a good first caller so many times. You're on the mark.
6: Good morning. Hey, Mark, what happens if you lose your uh, iPhone?
1: Uh, you can still do it online. <laughs> you don't just need the phone, you need the app, which you can do on a laptop. <laughs>
6: Okay, I don't, I don't know. I don't have Apple products. I didn't know. I was just curious. I don't Do have an iPhone product? either. I was wondering if you could track your i your AirTag or whatever it's called.
1: Yes. Yeah. You don't need an i product to track an Apple i product. <laughs> oh,
6: okay. <laughs> just curious.
1: Yeah, I so, don't. I don't
3: own uh, anything Apple except the i t- the tag. How about same place all the time? Keys same place all the time. All right. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Okay, April. Thank you.
6: <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help it. Uh, <laughs> So so now, t- suddenly Biden's going to make a trip to the border. Isn't it amazing how he does that? I, I don't know what his reasoning is. I, I they, do. They say he's making a trip to Mexico City this with Trudeau to... Do whatever they're going to do down there. I'm sure backroom
3: mm. deals would screw us all over.
1: Well, I think uh, they ran the numbers. They said you have just enough successes, but if you don't <laughs> fix the border, you'll never win anything.
3: Well, hold it, hold it. He, 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 not, he's going to the border. That doesn't mean he fixed it. So, Stan, you know, the scenario here on politics on either side is, you know, whatever term you want to use, take uh, lemons and make lemonades. You know, uh, nothing goes untested unless you can really test it. You know, don't let a uh, uh tragedy go to you know use it to your advantage bad publicity is good publicity so here's a scenario oh, you they want to make this look bad so getting rid of the question have you gone to the border? So they keep asking, have you gone to the border? Well, going to the border doesn't mean you fix it. So he can say he's been to the border. Then uh, (laughs) the young lady, the press secretary can then say, you know, we're working on policies, but this is all show. And the reason this is going to happen is he's flying right over it. So he's going to stop. But yeah, don't, don't fool yourself. that Anything's going to happen. The misunderstanding Unless you live down there, and I think Mark, Larry G, our, our guy down in Texas, will tell you if you've been to that border, I've been on the Arizona, I've been on the Texas border, but you, Mexico is so corrupt. The cartels run it. Until you take the cartels and organize them into a terrorist state and go after them financially and go after them then with the intelligence, it's going to be hard to clean this border up.
6: Well, I mean, uh, some of the cartels have operational control of some small towns in, in the U.S. right now. I mean, there's there's people uh, verifying that down there in the news media. So, I mean, until that's taken care of, we're still going to continue to have problem. Now, what happened back in uh, the early 1900s when uh, Pancho Villa was, uh, you know, the bandit, and uh, we sent in, was it General Pershing went in and took care of things down there in Mexico? Uh, am, I, am I correct in... That general and Joe's
1: not here today, idea. so we don't know.
3: <laughs> no, you're no, the okay. Rough Riders uh, with Teddy Roosevelt running around, uh, bringing uh, peace to areas. But Mexico has been corrupt for so long. But again, the cartels have just taken over, and, and until we address that, it's going to be other stuff. And they're well, using innocent people as pawns in in this whole scheme. And who who's getting wealthy? The cartels.
6: Well, and I understand that, and that's why I said that. I mean, we took care of that problem when we had Pancho Villa, you know, down there being criminal across, the, you know, the international, the border. We we sent in, I think, I believe it was General Pershing. I I could be wrong in that, but it was it was one of our guys. He went down there and, and took care of the problem. And maybe that's what we need to do. Hate to do that shouldn't have to do that, because... You know this the country of Mexico should take care of their own problems but until that happens we have problems here on our border caused by the cartels
3: and well, let's, and
6: your dear, dear leader he's not he's not going to solve that he's going to El Paso where the the border crossings are, are, are probably the lowest there and he needs to go to like Laredo and stuff where and 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 in between the border the the ports of entry and see where the actual problem is but he won't
3: well, but the, again, you cannot treat Mexico as a country that can take care of their problems. They they can't. The, they are run by the cartels. The drug cartels are running them. Drug cartels oh. are running Central America countries. You know, Costa Rica gets to stay almost like Switzerland in Central America as, as we have in Europe, but the drug cartels are running Mexico. So how do oh, you, I Oh understand that? I mean, they're they're barely a puppet government
5: <laughs> well we did catch well,
6: they did catch an arrest al Chapo's son and I guess he's up here in, in a max security prison in the u.s they they extradited him up here
3: yeah and to his, that and his father I think is right up uh, 15 here yeah, yeah so I mean, I mean
6: by Biden going to the board it's a joke it's a it's nothing but a show and uh, nothing will happen that needs to happen and We'll the, have to wait and see what the kind of lies they spread about this little visit.
1: They want to probably do things that might help, you know, one percent here and one percent there, but it's not going to solve the crisis. You really well, need a dedicated right. bipartisan, congressional, presidential uh, group of actions that would seal the border, Very much. Uh, which has been long overdue for twenty years, but has been uh, allowed to bubble up to beyond crisis level in the U.S. Well, now.
6: I, I, I understand all that, and what do they want to do right now? He's Putting out there, he wants to give these people amnesty, the DACA people, amnesty, the illegals that are here, amnesty. He wants to give everybody amnesty. I'm going to ask this again, and I'm sure, uh, like the people like E.B. and Tom, will have the answer for me. Which laws of this country can you, as a U.S. citizen, violate? and get amnesty for. Just going to throw that out there. I want to know an answer. And I believe those people can give me that answer because they have all the answers.
1: <laughs> well, as do you. Well, and I think he also is <laughs> oh, talking, no, talking about the returning some the people who are, want to come here and seek asylum and to make that a little bit harder. So that's uh, not an amnesty uh, program. Uh, so and he's um, actually uh, talking about some physical <laughs> barriers for the first time he's used that phrase. So I thought, holy smokes. Oh, oh, wait a minute.
6: Physical barriers, Mark? Right. Um, error, the state of Arizona Arizona has been erecting double high container units along the border. And the Biden administration told to has stand made them down. take them down. Right. So I, he is not uh, erecting right.
1: anything. Look, I'm just talking about what he's planning to do. I didn't say it would fix anything or he help anything he, or you know, do anything. He said he was not going to build one
6: more foot of wall. Just trying to converse. him into office.
1: Alright, we got you, Stan. Alright, thank you so much, sir. Thanks for calling in.
6: Alright, have a good one. Hey, hey you yep, too,
1: bye. buddy. 1-800-795- is our telephone number. Uh, President Biden and the immigration issues got some initiatives. I I haven't seen mm-hmm. the bullet points on them, but they are talking about turning more people away who uh, claim to be here for asylum in about our, about three or four countries or even continents apart from where they started their trip. Uh, also, mm-hmm. uh, physical barriers. Is, is that what it's going to take, or can that help? That's what President Trump was all about, and he uh, made a little bit of progress, well, well, he but was then that about was stopped.
3: That, he was also about stay in Mexico, about policies that sort of, slowed down the flood.
1: Well, I think it's safe to say President Trump did absolutely everything within his power to stop things at the border. And, and President Biden has done one or two things within his power. Trump
3: administration did st- by being fought by a number of democrats so and it's it's hard to have a sovereign nation
1: without borders i think they did the uh, focus group numbers and said if you don't fix the border and if people keep watching fox news are the, are you going to win election and a lot of folks said no well like i said we'll just it,
3: need somebody else in there well uh miss pierre Jean Pierre make the same statement she said about the Republicans going to the border will be a political stunt. Right. Well, Mr. well Mr. press secretary, you're, uh, the President has gone to the border. Do you consider that a political stunt? Also, you
1: know, and <laughs> when a Republican does it, it's a stunt. But when the President does it, it's uh, executing good, sound. Uh, he might. He'll be up for a Nobel Peace Prize. Administration probably. policy. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. What's your view on those topics? So we remind you where we started talking with Secretary Redding about the orange. Cream, uh, Mike, no, milkshake—that's down there at the farm. Chocolate,
3: show. peanut butter. Give us some Pennsylvania. All right, stuff. there, you
1: go. And uh, I want to take pretzel. There's no pe- peanuts H- from Pennsylvania, though. No, hard pretzel. All right. Oh, that'll be a good flavor. All right, one 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketuptokok dot com and text us at seven zero two three six. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, we got some folks waiting by. Uh, since Chris is on the line, we are going to hear some truth, probably some things I said were false, and maybe <laughs> Ben and some other folks, but we're glad to say Chris checks in and uh, tells us what really is going on. Thank you, sir.
5: I guess. <laughs> uh, GT, is he, I guess he had, was just joking or not. I couldn't tell. He sounded serious to me that... He really wanted to get this thing over with so he could get sworn in and vote against the 72,000 IRS agents. That is his issue of great desire to, I think shut down, to defund the IRS. Oh, so. I mean, that's just silly.
1: Well, you saw what the Republican priorities are, investigate, investigate, I
3: real back. I, guess, I oh.
5: just can't believe they're that bad, though, but I guess they mm-hmm. are.
3: And why does the IRS need the eighty-seven or 72,000 additional agents? Don't tell me retirement, attrition, and that, but they want why? to do because what? Because
5: there's 50,000 going to retire. This is over the next 10 years, <clears throat> and the next 10 years, 50,000 are slated to retire. Plus, they're behind in their work. If you have an IRS, you want them to be efficient, but you also want them to have enough people to do the job, to check on these complicated taxes, not just wave out. That Trump tax reform, it looks like he's cheating... But, uh, boy, it's so complicated, and the l- chances of us getting money back from them are, are slim and would take a lot of okay, our resources. So, so it's not. we know
3: no, we don't want why that. not a question
5: I'm answering. Yeah, you. why
3: doesn't the Democrats simplify the tax form then? Why don't the Democrats well, take the uh, initiative and say, uh, let's simplify get the get tax that form? Done,
5: get that done. I don't have anything against that. Well, I don't think a lot of a Democrats do either.
3: Well, I don't see them reducing. I not Republicans doing anything about
5: defunding the IRS. It's and not defunding. I'm saying it's they not, don't want to do other stuff.
3: Chris, IRS agents, IRS leaders, I forget, uh, who ran the IRS said there was no need for this number. There's no need for this money. Look at the, num- look at the amount of money that there's they're putting a, in the IRS. When
5: you call up, you have to wait a long time.
3: Okay, and you don't on, what, Southwest, United, Hertz Rental? It's it's the so IRS be, being turned into... If
5: you have a problem, into, you certainly want to be able to talk to an agent, right? Not the yeah,
3: IRS but, yeah. is being turned into a political... Organization, no, they unfortunately. Aren't. That's your, they
5: are. Republican fantasy.
1: Okay. <laughs> reality, Chris. Reality. Well, it has become a reality. Look at the yeah. first thing G.T. Thompson said he would do once he gets elected. So it has become a political. What else you got, Chris? Other topics? There's so many. Well,
5: this, uh, this is the politics of personal destruction going on in the Congress right now by, uh, by people who basically want to shut down the government. They are, they are anti government. They want to defund the IRS. They want, want to defund uh, the EPA. They want to defund all sorts of things. They, they want no government. And, and they are going to shut down the government by not passing, a, passing a, 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 an extension on the debt.
3: It's already past crisis. And they're going to be the same crazies
5: doing it that are doing it.
3: Chris, what are you talking Acting about? In they the did, Congress Chris, now. they just did the omnibus last two, two, a week and a half ago. The government's funded until yeah, next year. Yeah, but
5: the Republicans weren't in charge of the Congress of the House then. I'm talking about this group that's doing
3: it, the nothing's shutdown Nothing's going right to happen right for a year, Chris. To prevent
5: the, the swearing <laughs> in and to get rid of to destroy uh, McCarthy are the same ones who are going to be. Forcing a shutdown
3: of the government, Chris. They cannot shut down the government. The government is funded for a year. As far as what you, are you talking about having committees and getting legislation? Then you look at the Senate and then you look at the White House. So sh- sh- the term "shutting down the government" is not happening. Even when the government supposedly shuts down, it well, doesn't we'll shut down. Well,
5: we'll see about that. Uh, uh, I think the first opportunity this Congress has not to, to pass a, a budget that will uh, fund stuff. They are going to take it, Chris. That's we'll not going
3: to be for right, a year. Uh,
5: whenever that comes up.
1: Okay. Oh boy. All okay. right. What else? We got another caller waiting. But please, you get one more quickie. <laughs> one more trifecta. quickie.
5: Oh, the bridge. Uh, the, 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 the 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 Biden Biden got that bridge going between uh, Kentucky and Ohio, which Obama tried to do and couldn't, and which Trump. Avowed he
1: was going to do and didn't do a damn thing
5: about it. No, and no.
1: Biden got it done. Got her done. All right, super. Biden Thank you so much, Chris. Because he gets
5: it done. Biden built a bridge in two, two years. Good job. He's okay. a doer.
1: Well, All right, we got you. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. Yeah. Mary, stand by. We'll take more comers if we got speedy dialers. One 800 795 9565
0: There's something to be said about a
3: sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing.
1: Thank you, Rob Center Much appreciated. He's taken fabulous care of us all week. And Rob, take the weekend off. Yeah. Super duper good. Very Much cool. appreciated. All right, Mary, the most patient woman in the world. Thank you for waiting. Please go right ahead.
5: Uh, hi. Uh, I have a, a question. I'd like to know why the president's going down there now after two years.
1: I think they ran the numbers and realized mm-hmm. that uh, it's a piece, of, a huge, massive piece of undigested yeah. meat. He or no other Democrat will ever get elected unless they uh, at least do some uh, showmanship at the border. Check, they're checking a box.
5: Maybe it's maybe it's because they left how many hundreds and hundreds of thousands, millions,
1: of millions,
5: a million. Well, that's that sounds better. Yeah. Uh, but now he wants to give them amnesty and a driver's license.
1: Or start turning some away, or maybe put a, phys- a small physical barrier someplace, or maybe hire more agents. I mean, it's Right, It's window dressing. It's not, nothing's going to solve the issue. I mean, it's a decades-long issue. President Trump did what he could. Uh, President Biden has undone much of that and has done nothing in, I, as an initiative. I
5: think. Oh, I'm sorry. I think he wants it vote.
1: Well, that's it. That's what I mean. Ran the, the numbers with the Democratic eggheads and said, uh, you know, I hate to tell you this, but Fox News is having an influence on the world. They're covering the heck out of this. And, uh,
3: well, but CNN why, and why NBC is going uh, to why, cover now. Why
5: don't CNN and, and MSNBC, why don't they
3: they they are going they, they are there now because Mary it has and again the understand if you've seen the border if it, imagine this imagine if sunbury seams grove lewisburg was border town if it, can you imagine thousands 10,000 people coming into your your borough your city can you imagine what that does to your services what it does And also imagine that you have people who are in need that live where you live, citizens. Now you have non-citizens, illegals, whatever term you want to do, coming in. So for us to understand this, we would need buses of, let's say, 500 people come into Seals Grove, come into Lewisburg, come into Sunbury, come into Milton. Then we'd start to understand what's going on times 100 at the border. So it, it, it is just unbelievable... That people think the border crisis is humanitarian and what goes on, not just with the trafficking of drugs, the trafficking of human beings, just what these people are going through. But for the Biden administration to poo poo it, it, it's very sad. Well, All right, well if, thank you.
5: If it's for if it's for votes, I, I feel sorry for them, because <laughs> I'm sure is. they're not going to vote for
1: them. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. All right, thank you so much, Mary. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Hey, I want to tell some folks uh, to do exactly what I have done. Go to sunburymotors.com, pick mm-hmm. out a truck, then go down there and buy it, and then go to sunburymotors.com about two weeks later, pick out a different truck and drive that mm-hmm. one. Uh, go down and pick up, uh, look at one of the Ford Explorers that they got down there, and drive it. Then look at the electric truck that they have down there and drive it. Mm. So you can do all of that at the Sunbury Motors. SunburyMotors.com, great place to start out. But if you're looking for a new Ford, Hyundai, or Kia, that's the place to go. SunburyMotors.com, North 4th Street in Sunbury, or Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. They also got some unmet needs. If you uh, look at uh, the job hunting services online around here, you will see that they are looking for experienced technicians, entry-level technicians, and folks. uh, Probably they're down one person in all of the departments they have there. They've had as many as 200 employees on board at one time, and now less than that because of the worker shortage. But if you'd like to join them, they'd love to have you do so. And uh, brand new vehicles galore go to the Hyundai dealership. Uh, You can drive what I haven't driven yet, but looks fantastic, the Hyundai Santa Cruz. That's that ultra-small, tiny pickup truck. Uh, You know, it's uh, less than $40,000. 25 miles to the gallon average, so Highway 35 or so, SunburyMotors.com.
3: I would highly recommend if you have transportation needs, but also, too, remember that special mark. If you uh, test drive a vehicle, come back and buy it, I think you get a free lunch at Penn's Tavern.
1: Oh, that is exactly right. I have two of them right now. I think one of the times they loaned me a truck, they gave me another certificate. So
3: uh, and, <laughs> and you want know about Penn's Tavern. Service with a smile. Yeah. Bartenders. I've never seen bigger smiles on young ladies. <laughs> the hostess staff, the food. But, uh, yeah. Uh, the get, ambience. Get to Sunbury Motors. The river. Drive a vehicle. Test drive it. Come in and buy it. Boom. Right
1: there. You can see a train sometimes, too. Uh, so. I
3: think a train, you get a, a free beverage. Yeah, if train a train goes train by. Goes
1: by. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> well, I,
3: I think I might get those some Those are busy luck tracks. There,
1: so, uh, yeah, you better go. take that one back. So, so.
3: holidays went by smoothly. Uh, we had a yeah. interesting oh,
1: this NFL thing, what's your reaction? You're a football was, player. Well,
3: very, I mean, it, it, talking to a couple of doctors, this, uh, it, I mean, do you want to talk about a freak accident? I mean, how how fast and how efficient the heart is to this happen at the exact nanosecond. Uh, but what was also interesting is what happened. And, you know, we talk about this, but what did people turn to when this happened? People were in prayer. People were looking to pray to help. So you have a secular society now seem to be turning to prayer. Even the next day on one of the ESPN shows, they had a prayer visual for for uh, the, the player Hamlin. Uh, so, but a real freak accident. He's recovering. Looks like he will recover. We'll see at what uh, what level he recovers, but. Uh, the prayer scenario, I mean, I always look at it this way. You know, your religion, your beliefs are somewhat of your guardrails of life. You know, stay within the guardrails. Sometimes you want to be in the right lane. Sometimes maybe you drift. But uh, very interesting how prayer came into the NFL this week.
1: Right, yeah. For the right reasons. Saw folks kneeling on the, on the uh, field and everything. Why did they cancel
3: the game that night? I would find it hard to play if my teammate was laying. I mean, Kay. how could you play? What were your thoughts? Okay, But Penn State? Rose Bowl was a
1: very, very good watch. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Rob Center, our fabulous producer. Thank the Sunbury Motor Company, our great sponsor. Buy a vehicle there. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury.